0: Hey, Potential Podcast listeners, if you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed,
1: anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area.
0: All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited
1: messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/potential that's better h e l p.com/potential once again that's 10% off your first month
0: at betterhelp.com/potential take charge of your mental health with betterhelp and remember know your potential
1: this episode is a sponsored partnership by keen so You finally decided
0: that you want to seek psychic advice, but now you're just sitting there and you're asking yourself, why Keen? Shouldn't I just look into psychics near me? It would probably be a
1: lot easier. Our response, why would you? Keen connects you with talented tarot readers and astrologers. If you want to get a reading on Keen, it's super easy to start. They've been giving trustworthy readings since 1999, over 35 million to be exact, All you have to do is create an account
0: and you'll be able to choose from hundreds of readers who are online right now. These readers each have unique specialties designed to provide a deeper understanding of your situation. Want to learn
1: more about your love life? What's your financial future look like? Are you looking for a closure from a deceased loved one? Keen has a reader ready to provide clarity and insight. You can choose whichever reader best suits your needs and you'll be able to connect via phone call or text.
0: Just go to trykeen.com potential. As a new customer on Keen, you can try your first 10 minutes for only $1.99, which is up to $99 in savings.
1: Once again, that's trykeen.com potential. Get your first 10 minutes for $1.99. And remember, know your potential.
0: talking all things entertainment pop culture and nerdum this is the potential, podcast. <laughs> the
1: potential podcast 20 years ago today a movie would come out that would change animation forever spanning four films a spin-off film a bunch of short films television shows television specials video games theme park attractions a musical the list goes on and on today we are talking about a film franchise with many layers shrek so taylor to think that 20 years ago today, May 18th, 2001, was the film debut of Shrek. Of course, DreamWorks movie here. Uh, this kind of fun parody take on a lot of the Disney fairy tale tropes that we knew from animation, but still being a fairy tale movie of itself. Uh, you have fond memories. Do you, you have memories of first time seeing Shrek? I mean, gosh, to think now, 20 years, we're so used to seen those characters in pop culture all the time but can you can you go back in time and think of the first time you saw Shrek
0: yeah um 2001 I was 11 and uh so I was very young and impressionable and and growing up watching I mean my mainstay was Disney animated films and you know throughout that time the Disney films weren't really There wasn't a lot of tongue-in-cheek or any kind of like a little bit more adult humor. So I think this is probably one of the first animated films with a bit of more of an adult innuendo and a little bit, you know, stuff that was a little like went over my head was the first time I maybe got to see something like this. And I just, I was kind of blown away by everything. I mean, just the animation alone and the story and the humor and, you know, also at this time. I had just before this, you know, I'd seen, I was a huge fan of Mike Myers and to, you know, know his, um, Austin powers and in Wayne's world. And then he's doing an animated film. And of course this movie would end up, you know, fueling my fire of doing impressions, especially Scottish <laughs> and, uh, where everyone turns out either like, um, the fat guy from Austin powers or sound like Shrek. So, but yeah, I just look back on this film and it, it just funny because, um, you know, to think that it's, you know, like you said, spawned um sequel after sequel and just led such a legacy it just blows my mind. Because I remember, you know, was, this is a great movie. This is awesome. And at the time, there weren't movies like this who had these like long, you know, I think this kind of was one of the big films to have uh, such a legacy to build such a franchise.
1: Yeah, it's kind of impressive to think about it. Like, I, I do definitely believe that the success of Shrek not only led to build this huge franchise, but I think DreamWorks Animation as a studio benefited greatly because it led a bunch of other franchises that have done very well, most notably properties like Madagascar. Uh, you had Kung Fu Panda, How to Train Your Dragon. So this kind of started a, a revolution for DreamWorks. And I think for a long time, you know, Disney has always been king. And this was the first time that we started to really see more of a competitor that maybe was outperforming Disney, which, you know, mm-hmm. in the last 20 years, although Disney still puts out a lot of great material, and of course with Pixar, we've seen a lot of properties from DreamWorks. And, you know, there's, you, you go into the Illumination with the Minions and stuff, there's still a lot of other animation studios that have really started to perform as well, or if not better. And it's sometimes refreshing to get a non-Disney formula movie such as Shrek, where I just remember, you know, there's been plenty of Disney movies where I've laughed a lot. I remember, at, and this is like at yeah, a proper age where I was like in, you know, probably I think it was like seventh grade. Uh, it's just like, it hit me so in the funny bone. Like, it just was so funny. Yeah. It's still a fairy tale movie with all the, you know, tropes you want.
0: I mean, literally chock, it's chock full of fairy tale creatures just as cameos from any of the thing.
1: <laughs> so many characters. I, I did like that. It, that was what it kind of felt like. It was kind of like, it kind of made you feel like if you look at today and we're looking at so many movie franchises that are like a combination of like, you know, look at uh, like Disney's Once Upon a Time series, right? This felt like the first version of that because it was like, where what is the world in which all these fairy tales creatures live?
0: Like the irreverent it's a it was like kind of the first irreverent take of like property source material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just the scene. I mean the first but you're right, the just the first and one scene in particular from the first movie is where he's just hanging out and trying to enjoy a quiet meal, and all of a sudden, literally he is shoved quite literally uh, in the face by so many different fairy tale creatures from the three by mice. And like the wolf, the wolf from literally running in his bed. It's like, <laughs> like, and it was just kind of like, it's just so funny. The fact that, you know, they decided to do this and to think that this was based off a, literally a picture book, not like a novel, but a picture book um, published when we were born, 19. I mean, we were born. I was born. 19- I was very, very young. Yeah. yeah. I was about two. We were, and, uh, you know, William Steak And it was just that that very simple source material would spawn all this. That's what's crazy. But what made these so successful as they continue to go on, I think, in particularly the first two, was just the, the parodying and the humor. And I think it really was really great with with Mike Myers, especially kind of leading the charge as the title character, because I think he's really known well for doing the parody. I mean, what he did with the Austin power series. Um, It was just, just fantastic. And, um, but yeah, just the mix of just kind of whole changing the whole style. Like, you know, making fun of the classic fairy tale story of, you know, the, the princess locked in a tower. And oh, was actually the the hero that nobody ever thought just this an ugly ogre. And it just, but all the stuff like just, yeah, it was just so funny to think it was just very, very well done, well written and still holds up very well. A lot of these jokes, a lot of this humor and yeah, you're like, you're right. Talking about like once upon a time. I mean, if it was not for that this, this series, it would not have created like things like that. Even other parodying stuff. You think about what superhero genres like we talked about. You know shows um, that you know changed the the flip the script on that. I think it really kind of set a bar, so to speak, and kind of made people realize, wow, we can really do quite a bit with this kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's, it's stuff. like
1: they they were they were like, we should take the idea and the formula of like a fairy tale movie, but add. Moments of pop culture add meta moments where like the characters recognize they're in a fairy tale. Uh, you take the rules of the fairy tale movies, but then kind of play with it and mess with it. And, you know, just like some funny things Where, like, like, it's really funny that, you know, like, for example, your villain Farquaad is like really short. And yet he has all these, like, you know, like, this is a great moment where they they get the do lock and it's this huge, huge tower and Shrek's like, you think he's compensating for something. And you know, Donkey kind of doesn't really get what he's talking about. And it's like, come on, man. Like, it's so funny that like he has his huge, huge. Well, even kingdom. his
0: name, even the in the far quad, We know what, you know, it like yeah. went over the kids' heads, but we like, oh, of we course, know. This, of course. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, then, uh, yeah. <laughs> like the thing, like as the elements would go to the sequels, we'll get to in a little bit. Like the idea that they were like, okay, who would be Shrek's sidekick? And to have this character of donkey that is you know really it's like his superpower is that he doesn't shut up like he's just a a a mouth that does not stop and you know Eddie Murphy really if you think about it when Shrek came out the period of the Shrek films was during the same time he was doing terribly with his live action films yeah uh, this was the period where like every movie that he did pretty much was a bomb. He just was not, he wasn't really seen the same star as he once was, but he had the huge success of donkey uh, a character that really has become very beloved. Uh, very, very funny. I mean like, and you know, not too long before I think it was only maybe two, three years before he would have done Mushu in Mulan who is also a character that you know talks a lot and stuff, but it's very different. Like I, I don't really compare them to to the say like they sound the same or anything, but like that partnership, you know, a lot of these movies we see nowadays with Disney or Pixar is you know we see like a pairing of you know two opposites attract kind of you know situation that make a fun friendship. And Shrek and Donkey, I mean, it's just like it is. You, know, you have this ogre that even though yes at times he can be a bit mean and scary he dreams about being a hero he dreams about having love he dreams about having all these nice things yeah. but he's been told by the world that he's he's not supposed to have those because he's an ogre mm-hmm. and then you have donkey who you know doesn't really have a family and he's trying you know he's another misfit and a lot of this, this movies are about these misfit characters who agree, fit, yeah. they fit in the same family and even something like fiona i mean fiona is a hilarious character because you're you expecting the damsel in distress? Oh yeah, and, and she's then she's opposite.
0: she's the complete opposite, and and like, and again talking about parodying where she actually can kick some serious
1: butt. The Matrix, the Matrix yeah. parody, yeah, you know? <laughs> the Matrix parody
0: yeah. like that, that. That came, I mean, that was like there's so many great parodies, and that like just layers upon layers. And mm-hmm. um, but yeah, just the fact that, and then when she even like you know, all the princesses can sing to birds and she sings, and she, they blow up like just everything. Like she's gorgeous, but she's like, she's not perfect. So it was like, just some of the, like, it just constantly mess with the tropes, but in a fun endearing way. And uh, yeah, it was just, it just so, it's just so funny. And then just kind of really making fun of all the really kind of picking on the fairy tale characters like the muffin man is tortured his legs are ripped off you've got the uh, the mirror from snow white he's being used uh as like a tv screen for farquad to just like
1: yeah like like and, like and also <laughs> like a game show host like yeah you know, he's like uh let's pick your next princess come on down like oh, again like having a bit of pop culture reference i mean like so brilliant and look at like the robin hood moment uh the classic moment of like you know of course a character has to break out into song and then midway through Fiona just punches him. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it really made for some great humor. And even like the dragon, this great, great scene of them going to this castle to find Fiona, and there's the dragon, but then the dragon ends up falling in love with Donkey. Yeah. Just the fact that this huge dragon would fall in love with this, this, this donkey. It's like such a funny like twist on you know, usually the dragon is the big scary, and she does have those moments, but then she's like cute and sweet, and like. You see like her lips puckered. I mean, it's like brilliant. And the whole kind of message in the end that, you know, Fiona actually being an ogre, you know, she was cursed. And so at nighttime, she becomes an ogre, you know, a very nice message in the end of, you know, you as you are, are enough. You, you know, you shouldn't have to change to be someone, you know, and the fact that Shrek and Fiona, find love together because they're a match for each other and you know it's one of those like at the end of the day even though you've watched this whole movie where you've laughed a lot and there's been a lot of ridiculous things it's still a really beautiful message in the end and
0: that's why i can it's so it's after repeat viewings i never get tired of this film because you're absolutely right it's just that beautiful ending where it's a it's a great romantic comedy, but it's a it's a very different take on it. And I think it's and you're talking about Fiona like she's like just the fairy tale trope. I'm so interested by Prince Charming, and mm-hmm. you know quite literally his name is Prince Charming. Um, so, and then you know the whole yeah that whole idea about acceptance from Donkey to Shrek, and that you know just because society or what the rules have said about life that doesn't have to be it. You know we all need to find love. And it is a very beautiful, heartwarming ending, and the music too. Let's say the music was just very well done. I did love the. We're talking about parodies and just the the soundtrack is just great. I mean, you got an opening sequence of Smash Mouth for Shrek that is yeah. synonymous <laughs> with it. But all the music and stuff, it just it just very well done. And then, of course, you know, would lead into the sequels that would just continue to hammer and just make fun and parody you know real life events
1: yeah they really i think they they stepped it up more when they got the sequel which is why for most people uh if there's a favorite of the four shrek films uh we'll get into puss in boots a little later yeah um for most people shrek 2 tends to be the the favorite of the four um just because they they really took the formula and then they heightened it and they took it to places that really were even more pop culture referenced or like more meta and they had more characters and of course this was the film that introduced us to the adorable yet deadly puss in boots played by the uh, amazing antonio banderas this and you know a character you've always you've known from you know fairy tales You oh puss in boots yeah the character you know it's a, a cat in boots yeah. but the, to have him be this Zorro, you know, inspired Puss in Boots, of course, because Antonio had played Zorro. You, so you, there was
0: no one else better to play that role.
1: <laughs> no one better to play him. And just the fact that he he really is only, you know, he's the size of a, a small cat. So he's, he's so small and he can do these, you know, that brilliant thing they would do where every now and then he would just take his hat off and do the big kitty eyes. And then all of a sudden he'd be, you know, assassin ninja with his blade. <laughs> I mean, it really was fun. And like, you know, he has this whole being of, Pray for mercy from puss and boots. And then next thing you know, he's hacking up a, a fur ball. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I remember first time seeing Trek 2, I was in tears, tears, laughing so hard when he coughed up that fur ball. It was so funny. It just was like, this is a brilliant character to add to the series. And the fact, too, that then you have Donkey, uh, you know, the the side, you know, he's like the the role of annoying sidekick has been filled. Like, He's jealous about this other character and just like Again, that's all so that
0: self-referential humor that just you continue, continues on. It's like Yeah, like every, this they, is
1: my I'm that token role. Don't take it from me. Yeah,
0: sorry. That you're you're in a different book. But uh yeah, and I do love that part when he's just like, Oh come on, donkey, look at him as we little boots. And I like cats going to boots, honestly. <laughs> like just I always quote that. But yeah, um to think that I w- yeah, definitely the series that is is I mean, the first one will always be there, but then the second one, uh, it's just so much funny because it does, they do go for broke with that one. It was like, now we have so many characters. Let's let's us Well, think, uh, think of
1: British royalty, if you will, of the yeah. acting community. We got King Harold and Queen Lillian here, uh, who, of course, are Fiona's parents, and they're the rulers of Far, Far Away. And it's John Cleese and Julie Andrews. I mean, like, not <laughs> alone right there, not only is it, you know, fantastic casting because they're both, you know, huge stars and but they fit so well in this story. And I love that, you know, you find out that, uh, you know, John Cleese's character is kind of in a similar situation where Fiona, you know, he has this whole thing of like, he doesn't want her to be in the ogre form, but she's chosen the ogre form. Yeah. But then he's a frog. Like, you know, there's all these kind of like funny moments of, again, uh, what family expects about beauty, about, you know, uh the way you look in public and stuff and well, that was the fact another- that
0: they're well, and it's heightened the fact that they do a parody of la uh, hollywood is far far away which is just just perfect and <laughs> like
1: starbucks in there <laughs> yeah and like you know yeah and and don't get being like wow swimming pools movie stars <laughs> yeah i know Shred, where,
0: where is this place anyway the kingdom of far far away donkey that's what we're going uh, yeah <laughs> just oh it, it's just great and oh my god yeah it's so funny and the fact that it came it the sequel didn't come too long after i mean 2001 was the first one then 2004 mm-hmm. um so they were really kind of churning out these sequels every three years which is was, which is kind of pretty which, crazy i mean
1: at that time was was pretty standard uh you know for uh, um when it comes to these computer animated films you know they take quite a long time uh to do And so that that wasn't surprising, but, you know, you could definitely tell that there was a definite reason why the series was going to continue. And two was also the, we got really introduced to uh, Fairy Godmother and Prince Charming. We had Jennifer Saunders and Rupert Everett. Uh, And that right there was great, you know, thinking of, you know, turning the Fairy Godmother really as your main villain of the sequel. Uh, A great play on, you know, someone that you think usually is a trust, but the fact that she's turned her business into like a huge empire where she has this business where she, she grants wishes and she's got a whole factory with these like little like, you know, minions that are making They're all of her works and stuff. <laughs> it's like really funny. I think like, you know, you think, Oh, well, if you were that successful, you'd, and, and then I just love that they really took Prince charming to such a like chauvinistic, uh, very into himself, Type of character and the the slow mo, where you know he he goes into battle. Oh,
0: yes, the whole beginning of that,
1: blowing hair, and of course, that's it's funny. You look at the evolution of from one to two, we know that that's what Shrek wants. That like Shrek wants to be that for Fiona, he didn't want to be this ogre. So then, this led also to that great situation where he takes the potion and he gets to become human, and then, of course, Donkey got a little bit and he becomes a steed he becomes a, a fabulous white horse hey, wow i'm a steed you know he's like i'm what are you doing i'm trotting what are you doing <laughs> i'm trotting yeah look i can count i can winning <laughs> and they had remember that see uh, another great i think pop culture reference they did and two that was so funny was they had that whole uh they had knights instead of cops so it was like a yes. cops show parody and you know they're like chasing through the streets and then they Pull a little bag off of a what's that? Off of a boots, he's like, That's a no mine,
0: that's a catnip here. And then, look, we'll look at the and then the storm in the castle, two great ones where they where they visit the muffin man, and you got gingerbread man's like, Oh, we fire up the muffin, you know, and he's yeah. like, They create this Frankenstein monster that's like a parody of Godzilla, this mm-hmm. giant muffin man, and it was just like, Call Mongo, go Mongo, it's just like. And it, it's, yeah, it just, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm just, now I got to go back and watch these movies. Yeah. Um,
1: Indeed, yeah. Two, two really, to me, holds up as a fantastic sequel. And there was even that moment, I think, you know, again, we talk about that risque humor. You know, we have these great side characters that are, in a lot of these moments, you have, you know, uh, we said Gingerbread Man, you got Pinocchio, the three little pigs, the bad wolf, the three blind mice. There's that moment where they're all been captured, like they're in the dungeon. And they know that oh, if we get Pinocchio to extend his nose, maybe we can you know climb across it, whatever. Yeah. And they're like, uh, say something ridiculous, you know, say something to lie. He's like, uh, say you're wearing ladies' underwear. I'm um, wearing ladies' underwear. Yeah. And nothing happens. Like, <laughs> are you? No. No starts to grow. No. And then they're like, what is it? And Gingy checks. It's a thong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I, why like... is Pinocchio wearing a thong? Like of all things. Like, it was
0: oh, it just died. Yeah, that that was. I mean, the it got a little older, we were able to like enjoy that, but I was I was cracking out that entire film.
1: Now, Shrek three and four, there's still moments to enjoy, but the films did start to take a dip after two. Yeah. Um, there's still moments I do like though. Like, for example, in Shrek the Third, uh, which is really where we got um this introduction of Justin Timberlake's character, we have we have Arthur, so they're kind of getting the King Arthur in, and of course, having Sir Eric Idol as Merlin. <laughs> play Merlin, yes. With like no pants. You know, it's like he has no pants essentially. There's some fun moments in three. Uh, really, for me, what was really funny was a, a big theme of the overall sh- uh, movie is that Prince Charming is trying to put on a fake like play. Yeah. So that he can essentially kill Shrek and get Fiona. Like it's a whole like ruse. But you see it throughout moments of the film, them rehearsing. And so, as a theater actor, there's just moments where, like, you see the trees at a bar doing ballet, like the evil trees from Snow yeah. White, and like there was moments like that where I thought it was kind of funny that it was like a theatrical nature. But this was really the movie where it was like Shrek's dealing with the idea that he's got kids on the way, mm-hmm. you know, he's gonna have some baby ogres, and um, he has to kind of he he doesn't want the responsibility to be king, so he's like. Who can I get to, who can take this job from me? Oh, who's next in line? This kid, Arthur, of course. So we know we'll one day be King Arthur.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, you know, of, of those movies, I would say interesting enough that I enjoy this one least. And and what, and the why is because it didn't have the heart for me. And I think when Mm -hmm. we talked about the first one and even the second one, there's just a lot of these beautiful moments. And I think, what I, I really was impressed with when we go into Shrek 4, this had a really good, the whole trope of, it was very, very reminiscent of It's a Wonderful Life, where, you know, he gets the kind of the do-over to see what his life would be like without Fiona, because he's kind of been domesticated, he's, you know, I have had all my adventures, you know, and I I kind of, I kind of missed that life, and, um, hit the mic there, sorry, and I uh, got excited there. So it's something about that and i just love the rumplestiltskin character ah oh, shrek you know it just this I little, know, the creepy, creepy, little... Is a creepy little
1: little imp voice i know um but yeah it it was a smart move because they needed you know this was called a shrek forever after it was kind of you know it it's was shrek 4 and then it was shrek forever after and the idea of okay well this is going to be potentially the last one um what would be a big plot that would kind of change the game uh, and be a big kind of adventure and, it, you know, the idea of what would happen if you you wished all, you know, you harmlessly think you're wishing away your troubles, but in terms, you then go through this whole thing where you kind of go back to the beginning and, you know, start all over again. in an alternate reality. And what, this what, whole, like, what would
0: happen if you didn't make those choices, you actually affect everyone else around you.
1: And it was, it was kind of like, I did like the plot idea of like Shrek meeting like a very barbaric. Fiona as an ogre, and like you know, him and also all,
0: and also all the other ogres. The fact that there's no ogres in the whole series—an ogre an, ogre,
1: an ogre horde, an ogre family—because <laughs> um really, you know, for a long time, all we've really known is Shrek and Fiona. We've not had other ogres, and um and yeah, like it was a lot of like fun to see like characters that you've been used to be in like a different mindset, and like Shrek having to kind of figure out how to befriend them again, and to you know finally take down Rumpelstiltskin. It, it felt very like. You look at like, okay, we just had, you know, recently, you know, two years ago now, I guess, uh, look at like Endgame, you know, um, thinking of how Endgame was this huge kind of like ending for 10 years of Marvel. Uh, Shrek Forever After kind of felt like 10 years of Shrek and that it was like this huge battle at the end and like all these characters. And like, it really felt like a huge, large, like, you know, we've done all we can do with like the cute heartfelt stuff, we got to go for like, go for broke, kind of mm-hmm. bonkers. So like, it's definitely not my favorite of the four. It sits more in the bottom too, but there's moments to enjoy it. And of course, by then, that's 10 years later, uh, the animation is quite incredible in a lot of those scenes. Absolutely. So, um, you know, Shrek for After, it's still, it's still you know, is up there. Um, uh, Puss in Boots being, you know, a pretty favorite character, uh, finally did get a spin-off movie. Uh, came out in 2011 and there's actually a sequel in works for him uh it's supposed to come out sometime i think next year at this point uh it's been kind of delayed quite a lot puss in boots the last wish um and you know that character you can tell like if there was a character to kind of go off in a different direction with to kind of see maybe where did they come from how did they get their powers uh how did they get the cape and the boots? That was kind of a smart move, I feel like, to do a Puss in Boots spinoff to see whatever happened to that character. And, you know, uh, because that character, you could tell there's moments in the first few movies, um, like especially to the way that the King talks about, like, who should I talk to? Well, you could talk to him, but he's, you know, and like Puss in Boots is just shrouded in, in mystery. And so there's a lot that you wanted to see more of that character. So I thought that was a smart move, but to look at these films... Just the main films here. We're going to go into all the other stuff in the second half. I mean, at this point in time, between these five films, the series has grossed worldwide over $3.5 just from Mm -hmm. the five films alone. That's a lot of cheese. That's a lot of cheddar right there. And Shrek did win the Academy Award for Best Featured Animation Feature. Uh, An award that typically has gone a lot to Disney properties. So that was a huge... of the first ones that was not disney i mean at that point i think the best animation category was not very old i think it must have been gosh it couldn't have been very far into it i don't think shrek was the first one but it definitely was a still fairly new category Mm -hmm. but the fact that shrek won that was a pretty big deal i'd say for this franchise absolutely um yeah the movies i mean like great time they've lasted a long time 20 years since shrek And they've made a lot of money. And you know what happens when you make a lot of money, Taylor? You get a lot of merchandise. You get a lot of spinoffs. We're talking about aggressive expansion. Aggressive expansion. (laughs) So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're talking about all the other areas that Shrek has reached. Because, good gosh, it is a lot. So uh, let's let's take a break, shall we? I'm going to make some waffles. All right, don't care. Let's go, Shrek. Come
0: on. Hey, Chris. Do you ever feel you want to change your lifestyle? Mm, Not really. I'm fine with my
1: current wardrobe. Thanks, though.
0: I'm not talking about changing your brand names or joining a cult. I'm talking about Ace Lifestyle.
1: (sighs) What's that? Change our hairstyles? Help animals out and say,
0: All righty, then. No, not Ace Ventura. I'm talking about Ace Lifestyle. It stands for accountability, consistency, and enjoyment. It is the best way to feel better, think better, and enjoy your life. If you want to better your health goals, then this is the way.
1: Okay, Mando. What is this, some sort of
0: new fad diet? No way. Not at all. No quick fixes, no tricks, and it's made for whatever you want to get out of the program. Just like the title says, it's a lifestyle. It's your chance to take charge of your health. Interesting. Please go on. It is designed for whatever you want. Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to gain more muscle? Or do you just want to feel better? Mentally and physically. That is what Ace Lifestyle is all
1: about. Well, that seems like a lot to take on myself. You are not
0: alone. When you sign up for this program, you get dedicated professionals who are just as passionate to help you reach your goals. And... You're not alone because you're joined by a group of other like-minded individuals who have their own health goals in mind. Every
1: month, how would one find out more?
0: You can find out more and get started by reaching out through their Instagram at the Ace Lifestyle Co. That's at
1: the Ace Lifestyle Co. Wow, you seem to know a lot about this, Taylor.
0: Well, Chris, I'm not just an expert of Ace Lifestyle. I'm also a member. You
1: certainly look slimmer and more annoyingly energetic than usual.
0: Well, thank you, Chris. It's all thanks to Afe's lifestyle. It's now time for you to take back your health.
1: So go for it and change your life for the better. He's been on many adventures from Dragon Guard castles, finding love, facing off against evil fairy godmothers, and even facing fatherhood. But now he'll face his greatest challenge yet. His parents? Shrek, my boy. It's been
0: a long time. Dad?
1: Is that you? Oh, boy. We've got Papa Shrek in the house, everybody. Wait right here. I'll set up the voodoo.
0: It is time, Shrek, to take your place. Back with our clan. Dad, I just can't do that. I've built a life here. I'm married now. I'm my father. I've got a donkey. Listen. I've made you into the Ogre you are today. You must take your rightful place.
1: He'll have to make a choice between the life he knows or the way of the Ogre. Are you up for one last quest, Donkey? Oh yeah! Shrek and Donkey bag in action, full throttle! I love it! I'll back the bags. Shrek, you ever had trail mix? And he'll have to face off against a new adversary.
0: Shrek, it's the Muffin Man! He's gone postal! And he's got the fairy godmother's magic! Yeah, we don't want to turn into bacon! Yeah, we are ready to fight! Get ready for pork chop!
1: Oh, ho oh, oh. ho! You smell that! Shake and make time! It's time to face the wrath of my patisserie powers! <laughs> Shmear me, if you care!
0: Puss? Is that you? You've been turned into an everything bagel! Pray
1: for mercy from pastry. In Boots, the long-awaited sequel is here. The final fairy tale chapter comes to a close. Shrek 5, Ogre Rated. Coming summer 2024. And we're back. Welcome back. We're having a a Shrek fest here. We're ogrely happy about it. And uh, so, Taylor, you know, we talked about the movies. You know, before we go into our other uh, branches of pop culture and stuff that Shrek has touched, uh, we got to bring up real quick here that there has been reported a fifth Shrek film in the works.
0: Yes. And this would actually be the final film um, prior to what we thought. Jeffrey Katzenberg, who's kind of been one of the proprietor of, you know, these films, he revealed that the story of Shrek had been outlined into five films almost from the beginning. And what they had said was there are a lot of each chapter was answering questions about the first movie. So really their ideas for this fifth one is about how Shrek came to be a net swamp. And when we, uh, when we met him in the first, first movie, so this is probably going to go is almost kind of a prequel in a way, but it might just kind of like maybe go back to Shrek's family and kind of his origins. So it'll be kind of interesting to see where that goes, but that's, kind of exciting to think that they've got some plans for at least one more big Shrek film.
1: Yeah. I mean, at this point in time, we are very used to things getting a new sequel, you know, even like 10 years later. Um, And, you know, even though there has not been a new Shrek film since 2010, there's still been a lot of Shrek going on. So it's not like he's left pop culture, you know, his presence is still very much known. So, I would love to see another film and maybe they could do it where it was a little bit more focused on the beginnings of Shrek and that it plays into maybe where the Shrek family is now. Uh, And, you know, but it could always be something that if it does well enough, maybe it stems a whole new uh, relaunch of the franchise, you know, Uh, as we have said many times in this podcast, money talks. So uh, I'm excited to see what they'll do with it, but I would feel weird if it was not the cast that we know. Um, you know, if it's not Michael Myers, if it's not Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, et cetera, et cetera, I don't know if I'd really be into it because I'm so used to that. And fun fact, it is funny to think that as much as we, we really do love Mike Myers, uh, from Austin Powers to Wayne's role to Shrek to so many other movies, especially nowadays and doing things like, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, he was great in yeah, and Glorious so more modern movies and Glorious Bastards. Uh, the original actor that was intended for Shrek was Chris Farley. And Chris Farley actually did do some recording, uh, but then of course he passed away. So they had to go to another actor. And it's funny, like to look at these movies now, even though, yes, you look at the character of Shrek, I can see why Chris Farley was being eyed for it because he really was kind of Shrek in real life. Yeah. Um, as much as I do love Chris Farley, I do think that Mike Myers was the perfect uh, voice for Shrek because- he does have the moments where he can be angry and aggressive, but he does have that very tender side that I think you needed for a character like Shrek.
0: I, I would agree. And I I think it's funny enough. That would be an animated film that shows Mike Myers range. And I think of all the stuff he has done so much comedic work. There has not been a lot to show one medium that can show all all of what he can do. And yes, he can do Mm -hmm. characters and voices. And yes, he's doing a Scottish ogre, which hopefully the fifth film will figure out why he was Scottish and why he came to the swamp. But you're right. There's just a lot of depth.
1: (laughs) There's a lot of depth. That'd be great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, how did you, how did you get here? Uh, From Scotland. (laughs) Uh, I'm from Scotland. (laughs) There's ogres there. Uh, The Loch Ness Shrek monster. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of depth to his character in these films, and you and, and all it is is his voice. There's no motion capture. It's all in his voice, and that's just saying something, but yeah, you but you always think, what if, if you go back to any big franchise, you know, Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford instead of Tom Selleck, there's a lot of those moments, but I think we can agree, Mike Myers is Shrek, and it's just synonymous, like, no matter what he does in life, the rest of his career, again, Shrek is probably one of his best things that he he decided to undertake.
1: Well, as we said, apart from the main film, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, this is quite a big franchise. It's had a lot of different layers, as we've said, with uh, uh, onions and layers being a a main theme of this series. Mm -hmm. So I first wanted to go off into theme parks. So uh, first off, you have the universal theme parks that do um, contain Shrek elements. I remember the first one I ever would have noticed was Uh, out here in Universal Studios Hollywood Um, they had an attraction for a while I think there might be one or two parks that still have it I think Orlando and maybe Japan have it but um, it's no longer available at the Hollywood Park but for a long time there was a little attraction called Shrek 4D and essentially what it was was it was like a theatrical 3D movie but the seats would move a little so like there'd be moments where like um, you'd be like on horseback, and your like your seat would like go and stuff. Like, so it was kind of it was you know it was that 4D element where it was a 3D, but then things you know you get wet, things would touch your your seat and stuff. Yeah, and it was kind of a funny little like you know 15 minute, 10 10 15 minute movie. It was essentially it was the ghost of Farquad, uh, and John Lithgow did come back for the voice. It was the ghost of Farquad, like haunting uh Shrek and it was like a really fun like little like mini adventure. So I thought that was kind of fun that they had this Shrek 4D It's funny
0: they would they would bring that later on if you know when DVD sales um they would have the Shrek sequels and such that would come as like an extra little like movie and they made it for uh DVDs and you could do it in 3D. So you could if you never got to see the show or be a part of that experience you get to see it in your home theater. Mm. is kind of cool.
1: Um and then they had, uh, they still have this in some, and I know there's been more, there's been more extensive versions of it in, uh, I know, like Singapore. Um, they have, you know, you can talk to Donkey. And so what they'll do is, the one I've seen is they have a huge kind of puppet of Donkey from about the neck up. And it's, you know, comes, comes out of this little like, you know, it looks like a big like castle kind of like little thinkies coming out of. And, you know, it's clearly that someone is puppeteering it And there is a voice actor that is talking live in the moment to guests as they come up and interact with donkey. So it's kind of fun that they have, you know, someone, you know, they'll hire someone that's auditioned that sounds as close to Eddie Murphy's as possible. And their job is to entertain guests as they come by and of course, talk things from the movie. Uh, But as it's a theme park, they will be like, you know, what's that? A corn dog, you know, like they can do stuff like that. And it it could be, you know, some guys are really, really good at it. They sound very good. But I know that in Singapore and I think in Japan, there was a show where you'd go into a theater, uh, similar to if you've ever experienced Turtle Talk with Crush that Disney has, where you'd go into a theater and Donkey would come on the screen and you would actually ask questions and Donkey would answer them live for you. They'd have a guy like in a booth, you know, with a huge control deck. I've actually had a few friends that have done that job before. Well, that's cool. And then, of course, meeting the characters, you know, you always see Shrek and Fiona. You can go meet, um, often meet the characters uh in universal and then funny enough when i worked in dubai we had this huge dreamworks section of the theme park i worked at motion gate and it was called the, we called it the dreamworks bloom blocks. So it was this huge huge indoor section that had shrek madagascar how to train your dragon and kung fu panda they all kind of had their own little corner and shrek did have this uh, kind of fun little area. There was a restaurant. Um, you could kind of do one of those like boat rides kind of thing. And then there was this kind of neat little, kind of like, you know, when you go to Disney, it was like a dark ride, like uh, like Snow White or the Peter Pan mm-hmm. or, you know, um, Pinocchio, stuff like that, Winnie the Pooh. It was like that, but for Shrek. It was like a dark ride you'd go through. And it was like telling the story of Shrek. Um, it was kind of neat. It was like marionettes through all of it. Okay. So it kind of was like, um, but yeah, there's been a ton of Shrek love in theme park land um, still to this day. So um, had to give it a shout out there to the theme park stuff. But Taylor, do you want to go into video games? Because Shrek has had a lot with video games as well.
0: Uh, indeed. Uh, <laughs> now, what I love about Shrek, it was amazing the fact that there were so many uh, video game you know, options. And that started right when the first... Um, movie came out and then it would go on to have well over you know almost almost up to twenty video games and still coming out with more um, but my one of my favorite ones was um, actually a couple two of them some of my favorite ones uh, I don't know if you recall they had a lot of different you know PC bowling games and there were all these like ones where you could play like different ones. They had polar bowler, they had one called Elf Bowling uh, where it was kind of very funny. And so there's a thing called Shrek Bowling. And it was, it was so much fun. Cause you're just, it's just a click and, um, you know, drag bowling game. But I just love, like, every time we played it, it was my, it was a big family event. And cause we, we love Shrek. And so you play this game, every time you get a strike, you go Shrek, you know, it was a Shrek strike. <laughs> so, and I was like, and I'd be like, ah, spare, you know? So <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but then Shrek two came out and I, we had, um, it was a, either, I think PC, but also like PlayStation two. We had Trek Two game. It was like an adventure game, so you get to play as all the characters as you're going through there. And it was just so much funny because the the voice actors always cracked up. And that's something in these video games when you have any movie property, and they have to get actors that sound like them. It always made me laugh.
1: And they're never they're never quite as good. No, as...
0: but it's still funny to hear what they say. Like the lines, like Donkey would say stuff like, "He like you know, um, uh, you know, a donkey in Spanish is burro." Maybe little baby don't be burrito, you know. So it's like, it was just like, and then Shrek would be like, goodie for me. Ogre's got the goodies when you collect coins. It was just like, but there was a lot of fun to be had in those games. And they had like um, some of the other, they had like racing games and all
1: this. Yeah, I had had a racing game. I'm looking at the list here. mm -hmm. It might have been Shrek Smash and Crash Racing, but I'm not 100% sure, but I definitely remember playing a shrek themed racing game uh which that was kind of a mainstay for a lot of movies would have you know some kind of racing thing after the success of like mario Kart and Diddy kong racing it was like well everyone has to have a, a a racing game now but um i'm trying to remember if i played any of the main series you know a lot a lot of movies especially animated movies will get a video game where it's like you're going through the story and you know you're going through an you know, either fighting enemies and collecting coins or, like, collecting, you know, you probably collected onions in this or something yeah. um, so, that I can think of. Uh, but there's been quite a lot. And another thing that this series has kind of been famous for was, you know, they had in that first movie, it ended with that big, I'm a believer that donkey sings. And they had that whole kind of spinoff um you know far away it was like what fairy tale idol or whatever it was yeah um, it was
0: yeah far far away idol but far from it was like
1: else else off of it, american idol
0: it was in both in the first one they had it like that's what that was so great at the time When these had come out later you had the dvds but i love when they did the after credit scene and they're all doing karaoke and <laughs> the first one's just more karaoke and then the second one where they're they're challenge and you can interact with the dvds where you could mm-hmm. vote who was going to win. And of course you have a great parody of Simon Cowell animated version, which was just hilarious.
1: Yeah. But there really has been a ton of Shrek games. Uh, they, they went full out um, and also to, I think play to all ages. I think they knew that even though there is adult material in these movies and some things might go over kids' heads, there's also just the element of kids like fairy tales, kids, love these characters. So Games for all platforms, PC, all different types. Um, they really went full out with that. But as we were talking about a little bit with the, the far, far away idol, there has been a lot of these short films that they've made. Uh, you know, for mostly holidays such as Halloween or Christmas, like things like Shrek's Yule Log, Scared Shrekless, <laughs> Pig Who Cried Werewolf. Uh, you yeah. know, so they've had these kind of funny uh, Shrek the Halls. Um, they've had these funny. <laughs> little spin-off short films or television specials and that was kind of the way to keep the series going even when there wasn't a new movie coming out
0: and that, and that would be kind of a because of that that was kind of a mainstay for a lot of these franchises like ice age and mm-hmm. um despicable me where they're doing these the little, minions yeah yeah so they're doing these little small um where you can do these kind of animated shorts and i think you know pixar did that very very well of course most of their shorts were just kind of like had nothing to do with the main properties. As you see now, years later, they're doing that now, but I think Shrek was, yeah, Shrek was the one that kind of really inspired that. It was kind of funny that you could do that. It was just these little, like these little hints, and little nuggets of Shrek. Like we want another film, but enjoy this while you wait.
1: Now I have to bring up because it's something I actually really do enjoy. And Mm -hmm. it's pretty, pretty impressive when, you know, a movie uh, gets turned into a musical, but um Shrek did get turned into a musical and it premiered on Broadway uh, back in 2008. Uh, so it's been out for quite a while now. And actually I think you can still watch a fully filmed version of it on Netflix, I believe Ooh. Um, last time I checked, but it was fun to see, you know, this is such a big uh, with the fairy tale element, the cartoony element, but also, you know, there's moments in these, these movies where you kind of think, How would they even turn that into a musical? Just thinking of, you know, there's a dragon, uh, there's a transformation into, you know, Fiona turned into an ogre. There's a lot of storytelling that's difficult. And and they did a lot of creative stuff in the musical to really kind of do it to a, you know, really pay homage to the original movie, but then, you know, kind of increase the story a little bit and kind of go a little bit more into Shrek's backstory, uh, a little bit more into Fiona's backstory. And they got to, you know, play a little bit more with the characters. And I thought, you know, if there's one thing I really do really like about the, the musical, uh, the music is really, really good. Um, it's very strong. It's very, a lot of Broadway, you know, pop music. It's kind of like, you know, big and bopping, but it's, uh, it's really good stuff. And I've seen it a few times now, uh, not on Broadway. I didn't get to see that, but um, I've seen, you know a couple tours of it and uh, a show that I would love to do one day, either as Shrek or as Farquad would be a lot of fun. And of course with Farquad, it's hilarious because they have place Farquad Walks on their knees the entire time. And then there is these fake small legs that are glued to the costumes. So, and it's a big long Cape. So when the actor is walking, it looks like his little legs, even though he's on his knees, it's like very funny how they did some of that. So uh. I had a shout out there for Shrek the Musical because it's a good one. and I do think you can still watch it on Netflix. So if you never watched it, I'd say give it a watch because it's a fun time for the family. It's a good I time. have not. So I will have to check this out. Yeah, man. I mean, Shrek Shrek has just been a huge, huge pop culture phenomenon. I
0: mean, talk about, talk about huge. I got to tell, tell you this fun fact about it. I mean, I don't know cool. if you knew fun this. Fact. Fun fact, um, because of Shrek, since 2014, this is a cool fact that I looked up, In Madison, Wisconsin, they have celebrated the annual Shrek Fest. Oh, we need to go! I know exactly. Costume, onion eating contest, theme merchandise, other festivities. Uh, So this has been kind of a thing. Which (laughs) I got to figure out this out. This is still a real thing going on. Which there's a lot of these movies that have started these kind of cult followings. I mean, think of Big Lebowski, the Dude Fest. You know, so I mean that that would be really cool actually, Um, and. I also, I didn't realize this, that there's been such a huge underground fandom of Shrek since it emerged on the internet, and then there's, like, it's very memeable, and so it's something, that the mainstaying power of the series that, um, you know, though, you know, I think the first two films are the best and the other ones are a little not as, you know, strong, it's been following along so well, and the fact that it's touched on all kind of cornerstones of pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum from internet fandom right here to you know shrek Fest, to musicals to video games which had spawned a lot of them uh to you know a fantastic film franchise to the universal you know theme parks and how you know far far away land it was a, a land you could go to in universal singapore you yeah. know so that so that's it's 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 amazing that and again because of this film series because of the first film it would go on to just inspire would really put DreamWorks Animation on the map. I don't think without without Shrek at the time it came out, this is really the turning point for Universal because they had a lot of like films coming up there where they were trying to blend. You know, you think about Small Soldiers and all these ones were trying to blend the the kid element, the adult. This was the perfect blend that you could you would kids would swarm to theaters, and the adults would love it. And that's just so great about it. it it's a it's a timeless movie and series that the whole family is going to enjoy. I mean, you know, here we are in our thirties, our early thirties, and we're still loving it going back to watching these movies. And I think, uh, yeah, Shrek was on the other day and I was like, how to watch it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I always love rewatching these movies and yeah, something I guess we can just briefly mention there talking about it is interesting. I think nowadays with such a big, you know, we're, we're in such a huge love of sending gifts Or, you know, sending memes is a big thing nowadays with the internet and on popular, you know, sites like Facebook and Instagram. Uh, You know, that's such a big thing now with how we just talk to each other as, as friends, as family, is sometimes you want to respond to a text or something with a reaction without typing it. So you do a GIF or something. And the characters of Shrek, especially Shrek himself, have been really a huge part of that. And memes especially there's been a lot of Shrek that has been used to make memes. So that right there shows you that uh, it, 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 it goes beyond just the the face level of the stuff that they make for the franchise. The franchise has endured in other ways. Yeah. And did you
0: know that fans of Shrek are known as Brokers?
1: Brogers.
0: Brogers. Brokers. <laughs> Brokers. <laughs> Brokers for it sounds like a, a really good fast food place and far, far away.
1: You'd think it'd be Shrekies, but I guess is that too close to, to the Tr- Trekkies?
0: For, yeah, exactly. Maybe it's maybe like, they're like
1: Shrekies. No,
0: we're Brokers. I know. It's like Vulcan ears. No, we've got Shrek ogre ears.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, but anyway, well, you know, looking back, what a great franchise. Movies that I'll definitely watch in the future, again and again. And we're looking forward to hopefully uh, the continuation of this series, uh, whether it be this Puss in Boots sequel and or Shrek 5, when that may happen. So, of course, when that does happen, we will, of course, watch it and we will, of course, review it. But until then, I want to say, wow, congrats to Shrek. 20 years today, it was its anniversary and what an amazing franchise. And uh, we, just, we just love Shrek. We love it.
0: Well, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) I'll get you a tissue. All right, Donkey, if you insist. I think Donkey should start it on podcasts. Wouldn't that be great? Oh,
1: a podcast? That'd be wonderful. I could talk for hours and hours about everything. What do you want to talk about, Shrek? A friendship? Oh, that'd be so much fun. All right, all right,
0: all right. Another thought, I'll ask Gingerbread Man to do it. Never mind.
1: That sounds nice. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast.